Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is not our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, James Pearce. He is away, or at home. I don't, I'm not entirely sure where he is. Yeah, but, soon uh, to be away. Soon yeah, to be soon away. to be away, shall we say. However, as you can tell from his uh, dulcet tones, we have with me Echo journalist Neil Jones. Hi, Neil. Hello. And also with me is his colleague and one of his best ever friends in the whole wide world, Christian Walsh. Aww. Christian, you are a friend of everybody. Everybody's your friend. Nearly everybody. Nearly everybody, indeed. Right, we'll start then with something that no one's friendly with, and that's the International Week. It's nearly over, only one set of games tonight. Uh, Neil, the big story for Liverpool, in any case, is that Philip Coutinho has remarkably recovered from his back injury, and not only was he able to get on the pitch for Brazil in Ecuador last Thursday night, he even managed to score. Yeah, good goal as well. He, um, yeah, that's what a long haul flight will do for you, though. You, you, that's what the doctor will say. If you go to the doctor and say, I've got a bad back, he'll say, Well, fly to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fine. Uh, I, I, I don't think it surprised anyone in, in, that it, in that people had smelt a rat, really, with the, the back injury mm. uh, cover up. But I think what surprised people was just how brazen it was, really, that it was almost like, No, it's, it's fine. He's just got stress and he can play. But um, yeah, the only I suppose the only reassuring thing from it is that it showed that this this terrible stress and sadness that he's been suffering this what, what was a monumental he's been living monumental in anger yes. that, he, that he's yeah. got with Liverpool didn't seem it, it hasn't diminished his talent and his ability and so if he does eventually re- return the toys to the pram and come back for Liverpool I don't think he'll be any less of a player for it. Christian, I mean, a lot of the stuff that's been said about Coutinho is, you know, his what was it, his monumental sadness and living in yeah. darkness or whatever does yeah. smell a little bit of Google Translate, to be fair. Now, but it's clear that he wasn't very happy, but now he appears to be playing for Brazil. I mean, what are you expecting him to be like when he comes back to Liverpool? Will his back start hurting again on the flight back? Even though they are chartering it, a, a private it, jet along with the other Brazilian players for City and Chelsea? It can't, can it? it there is no way... And I could look very wrong here in 48 hours, but there's no way Philip Coutinho can now go back to Liverpool with a with a walking stick in one hand, and 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 limp into limp into Melwood. It's it's surely by now he's realised, and you know on that big long chartered flight back with a reversal for me. You know, hopefully he sits down and and, and realises that he's at Anfield, certainly for the short haul, maybe for the medium haul, maybe not the long haul. But he is a Liverpool player. He will remain a Liverpool player until, at the very least, next summer. Probably until next summer. And now is the time for him to knuckle down and start doing a bit of apologising. And I, I, I'm not expecting a statement from him. I don't, I don't expect some massive show of contrition. I just feel that the best way to apologise is to work hard and train and reintegrate into the group and start winning football matches for Liverpool again. Now, you wrote something, Christine, yesterday in which, basically, to paraphrase it somewhat, you're basically suggesting to Liverpool fans that they have to forgive Coutinho? Yeah, they, they don't have to, but I don't see why you're, you're kind of urging them to. Yeah. I, I think they should. I, I think... I can understand why there'll be grievances with him, and obviously it, it is a little bit different to the Suarez one, because I don't think Suarez ever went as far as you know faking a, a back injury, which is alleged. But at the same time... It's easy to to forget after all the summer and what's gone on and all the furore and you know the fronts of the Spanish newspapers saying this that and the other. It's easy to forget that behind all this is a is a fantastic football player who 
at times last season was mesmerising for Liverpool. You think back even to the final two games of the season, he dropped in Smithfield and, and he was you know he orchestrated Liverpool's march into the Champions League. The fact that Liverpool have been so good without him for spells, you think about the two games against the Hoffenheim and the Arsenal, is it bodes well for the for the rest of the campaign. But you, you drop him into that team as well, and it's just it's a frightening prospect. So there's no point Casino sitting there moping, but there's no point Liverpool fans sitting there moping as well. I think you've got to draw a line under it, appreciate what's happened has happened, but now's the time to look forward and watch Philip Coutinho do, do what he does best. I mean, we'll look ahead to the Man City game in a pod later this week, Neil, but say Coutinho's on the bench, starts warming up and comes on, what reception do you expect he'll get from the from the away end? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I can't see them booing him. I can't. Liverpool don't traditionally do that anyway, really. They don't, they don't boo a lot of players. I think Sterling at Stoke was a bit of an extreme yeah. example, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was, was, I, mean, I mean, there was other factors yeah. behind that as well. I mean, they were getting beat 5-0 mm. as well, so that sort of didn't help the mood on that day. But yeah, they, they don't. I can't see a situation where Liverpool are booing them or not want them to come on because... He probably improved things when he comes, you know, regardless of how well they've played in the last couple of games. Liverpool will be a better team if Coutinho's playing and playing well. So I don't, I don't see that scenario. There might be a, a less, a less um, hearty welcome than he normally gets because you, you know, if you bring a Coutinho on in a game, usually it'd be, you know, a great sort of uh, Philip. But. I think it'd probably be a bit less. I, I don't know. I, I wonder whether we just need to get over this idea that footballers care that much about clubs, and we need to just sort of go 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 down the road that, that, well, they, that they they're out get, for themselves. Well, and yeah, they only get one career, career, don't yeah. they? They only get one career. The clubs there forever, and as fans, you tend well, you shouldn't really be swapping clubs. Yeah, really. And, and we should also get over this idea that when a footballer says something when he signed a new contract and he's he's thrust in front of the LFC TV cameras or whichever club he plays for, it's it's no surprise that he's gonna say, Oh, I love it here and this is you know, feels like home to me and you know, I can't wait to help win trophies over the next five years because that's that's just it's just that's PR, that's what they do. That's you know, that's that's why the club channels are there and it's not against them in the slightest. It's just that's what they, they do. So to to throw it back in his face now when the goalposts have shifted and the, the, the scenery's changed. I think it's a bit, a bit unfair. Albeit you can you can uh, you can have your say on the way he's behaved, like Christian says, with the faking of the injury and just the time. Are we saying? Are we actually saying that this is a fake injury? Well, he may have actually he, hurt his back. Just playing plain devil's advocate. The other point I was going to say is it might not be something Liverpool aren't aware of. Liverpool may have said, you know what, what we'll do is go away. You're doing our head in. Hmm. We'll just say you've got a sore back. You know, Liverpool could be could be party to this yeah. this this uh, sham, which I'm I'm pretty convinced it is a sham, isn't? Coutinho was pretty sharp the week of that back injury. It was Bayern Munich, wasn't he? Bayern Munich and Atletico Madrid they played that week, and then he was left out when it all sort of started rumbling that he was he could go to Barcelona. He was left out of the Bilbao game. The the bad thing I think is the way that. It all exploded on the eve of the Premier League season. It exploded with the Hoffenheim game on Lumen. And I think all that work last season at Liverpool and Coutinho played a big part. And it's it 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 was a little bit 
That's Barcelona, though, isn't it? Yeah, do yeah. potentially derailed all that. And that they're still, they're still claiming that the Liverpool <laughs> offered them two hundred million euros. Yeah, the transfer deadline. They're not, they're not backing down on that one, Barcelona. No, well, I mean, I, I chased that up with Liverpool over the weekend, and the, the response I got from what we'll, we'll loosely term senior, senior Liverpool officials. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like that kind of thing, but <laughs> that's the way it's got to be with, with, with stories like this sometimes. But was that absolutely not? Liverpool didn't contact Barcelona at ten o'clock. On, on Spanish transfer deadline day and say do you want him for 200 million they they just claimed that he wasn't for sale he never was and Barcelona were fully aware of it hence why a fourth bid never arrived Christian if we take what Jurgen Klopp says at face value because I think I'm in Neil's camp here in the sense that I reckon Liverpool kind of might have suggested you've got this injury it kind of suited everybody for him to be out of the way for a bit and a back injury is something that you can't totally diagnosed, it's down a lot to the person saying, ow, oh, that hurts, kind of thing. But if we take what Klopp said at face value with Coutinho, he's going to have no problem bringing him back into that squad on Saturday. Because he says he's had, he said many times he's got no problem with the player himself. I, I don't, but I don't, I don't think footballers would think like that. I think, as Neil said, I think as supporters, the notion that they, they care as much as they say they do. I, I think that's got to sort of be dismissed now. And I think footballers understand other footballers. Well, a, and I think they understand that there's going to be no ill will. The fact that Phil Coutinho was back on the side ahead of Gino Wijnaldum or Emre Chan. I mean, there should be in the sense that both Chan and Wijnaldum, for example, were, were, have been fantastic against Hoffenheim and, and uh, Arsenal. But ultimately, you play your best players. And if Jürgen Klopp feels that Phil Coutinho is fit and ready to fire for Liverpool... He's not going to hesitate for one second to put him into that midfield. Hmm. Because right. he's thinking for himself as well. Because everybody's thinking yeah. for themselves. It, it's that, a mutual just, thing. It's that's that's human nature. It's all the things are thinking for themselves. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. it's at, all, at the end of the day, it's, as much as you don't like to admit it, you know, we're, all self, we're all selfish in, in, in everything we do towards football fans. The reason that they want, they, they want the team to win is so they can brag to... Mm. Fans of other clubs that they we won the league we 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 won the, in the Champions League we finished above you you know that, that, it all it all boils down to some sort of selfishness sometimes it manifests itself in rather more brazen and, and poor acts but as far as I'm concerned this has always happened though this has always yeah. happened players have always, it's just that a lot of the time in the past it's always been behind the scenes yeah. you never heard yeah, about it number of times you've read number number of times you've read. You know, autobiographies of players. Yeah, yeah. It turns out years later that oh, I was thinking of leaving. At this time, I was absolutely fuming, yeah, and I yeah, put in this yeah. transfer request, and the manager turned it down. Yeah, my, head, my head was all over the place. I did. I, I wasn't doing. You know, I wasn't training right. I wasn't this and that because I was thinking about whatever. I think here, I was watching Ian Wright on the debate. We were talking about it, and he, he said about how in like nineteen ninety five he wanted to leave Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Do you imagine what a story that would be now with Arsenal star striker? So let's say, yeah. well, there we go, Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> look at what happened there. <laughs> over, over, yeah. It's like every Arsenal player that sounds <laughs> But look at what happened there, and, and and the way it's and you know, of course, we're part of the media, and we've got to take some sort of responsibility. But a lot of the Coutinho stuff was very much. Catalan based a lot of the agents as well isn't it agents have got members, more age, well it's agents really yeah. agents have got more of a say in it like they did exist in the old days but not to the yeah. they've got more way more influence now than they ever have done and in some ways that's kind of muddying the waters and through whether they mean to or not it's making some footballers out to look a little bit you know it's sullying their own brand well, this is it? the thing with Coutinho because from I mean I've only I think I've only interviewed him twice personally, but certainly from everything that everyone's ever said about Philip Coutinho, when all this Barcelona stuff was kicking off, it was oh he's not like that. 
he won't yeah. do this. He's not that sort of he's not that sort of fella. He's he's a good family man and he loves Liverpool. Well, if he's a good family, he's not to do with it. As if as if that sort of reflects. But then his arguments, if he is a good family man, which is which everyone says that he is, well, his family presumably wanted to go to Barcelona, so he was he's putting him making himself look stupid. The general thing was that Coutinho is was a was a good bloke and he wouldn't do that to Liverpool. Entirely from your point of view. Isn't yeah. it? Isn't it from the fans' point of view? A good bloke well, is somebody who's good at football and wants to play for Liverpool. Play for your the, club. Uh, the likes he's been getting on his Instagram posts. I don't think any of that Liverpool team are, think he's any less. Well, you know why? Because they are footballers yeah, as well, and, and that's exactly they, they, they know their chance of getting silverware and prestige and pay rises is better with Philip Coutinho yeah. involved in the uh, in the the driving of the, of the the bus or the train. Sorry, that Jurgen Klopp used to go on about. Push, pushing the train, isn't it? Um, rather than jumping on it, he, they know that Coutinho makes their life easier if he's if he's there and playing. And also, he's a nice fella. He's probably he, he's probably yeah. really nice to have around at Melbourne. Yeah. And, and and the simple fact is, when it comes down to the the, the business of transfers and, and things like that, the likes of your options will always hold the key. Will yeah. always will always you know not necessarily force them. He didn't have guns to his head. So but, what do we see? Um, we did a story on Sunday, and it was a really good video. We should we should mention it from Bleacher Report of, mm, of uh, yes. their transfer deadline day. And you saw even at a sort of a much lower level than Coutinho what influence agents have over players' careers. And you know we shouldn't we shouldn't tarnish them all with the, or tar them all sorry with the same brush agents. But it's clear you know Jerome Sinclair was the player in question on that video, and he now is going to play under twenty threes football until at least January because. His agent scuppered a deal where it would have taken him to a pretty good championship club in Sheffield United. And don't forget, in the old days, the, the clubs had all of the power, and you'd, you'd yeah, hear yeah. stories in the seventies, yeah, where they could say, "Oh, by, phone you up, say, by the way, we've sold you to you know, <laughs> yeah. Bournemouth." And says, "Oh, thanks, I play yeah. for like I play for Newcastle. I've just moved into my house." Yeah, you know, your toothbrush. Yeah, basically, it's that, that yeah. which is obviously that's gone too far the other way. Yeah, and I think we could be here all day talking about no. agents and the influence. But, but, the, but the one thing I think we saw in the transfer window was that player power. Inverted commas, maybe is being a bit watered down by the money because we, clubs you know, are now able to say, yeah, it, look, you know, I know we'll get whatever money for you, but now we'll, we'll take Then that's the TV money, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's Sky, they've, they've, they've made it a kind of a level playing field in that respect where yeah. clubs, very rare now, that the leading clubs have to cash in on it's, any it's of their players. One, it's only two years ago now that if a player had a year left on his contract and he got a bid, he was going, wasn't he? Mm. Now, Five million. Absolute Look at Arbaloa. Yeah, you know yeah. he, he just challenged for the Premier League with Liverpool. And he Michael Owen, look at Michael Owen. You know you, you can't afford not to sell Michael Owen because he's in the last year of his contract and he hasn't signed a new one. Well, Alexis Sanchez, Arsenal are going to lose him for nothing. No, literally nothing. Which because they know that they could just nick somebody else. Yeah, like Collison. Well, exactly. Yeah. But here's the other interesting angle to that is that these clubs have all this money. It's not going to go to Arsenal next summer. It's going to go to Alexis Sanchez and yeah. his representatives. Yeah. The signing on fees there are going to be absolutely yeah. eye watering. Michael, Michael Ballack levels. He never had another transfer fee, did he, Michael Ballack, all his career? Is that true? If he went to, from, from a free from Leverkusen to, to Bayern Munich and then Bayern to Chelsea. Chelsea. To Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Well, Coutinho wasn't the only one who was playing uh, internationals over the last few days. There was another Liverpool player who. Announced himself on the international stage, and I think to an awful lot of people, obviously Liverpool fans know have known all about him for a while. That's Ben Woodburn. I know, Christian, you watched the game and you saw the goal, and you enthused heartily on social media when he struck it with 
Two exclamation marks? Yes, with, with <laughs> not quite his first touch in international football, no. but it was near enough. I mean, it wasn't just about the goal, though, was it? It was about everything else. I mean, that, he's somebody who, you know, Liverpool fans just mentioned then, and Jurgen Klopp's known about him for a long time, has kept tried to keep the lid on him, failed in some respects, because every time seemingly Woodburn goes on the pitch, he, he does something that gets everybody talking. Well, just, just to sort of highlight that, I wasn't actually watching the game, but then I saw Chris Wavin of uh, Wales Online tweet, Ben Woodburn's coming on, and I turned over. Right. Now, obviously, I had my reporters head on a little bit. I wasn't working, but I was thinking, I want to see this. Put, did you put it on when you are working, though? We've been having <laughs> <laughs> Only half the time. Just every so often. Yeah. But because it's, it's sort of like... I want to see what this lad can do on the international stage. This is exciting. This nil-nil as well, wasn't it? It was nil-nil, and you're just thinking, I had a little feeling. I know that sounds really cliche, but I just had a feeling. I thought, he can he make an impact on this game that I haven't been watching. I can just imagine that. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's a tight sort of game, and, and I didn't have to wait long in terms of five, six, seven yeah. minutes or whatever it was. It was he, he, The goal that he scored was very similar to the one that he scored um, in Dublin. Yeah. You know, sort of yeah. same, yeah. different foot. The technique that he shows, the touch, is a bit of the Rooney's, wasn't it? In the yeah, sense that he's yeah. taken a ball down and killed it absolutely dead. And then he's, he's the, the bend and the whip he's got into the near post, he's, he's, he's always given the key for the eyes from 25 yards. That The secret the secret is well and truly out. The, the main thing now for Liverpool is that he needs to get game time. And the only concern is, you don't want to overplay him, of course, he's, he's only 17, but he needs to be making 20, 25 appearances for Liverpool in some sorts of competitions this season, somewhere. Do you think there's any point, Neil, of take send him out on loan? No, because I don't. No, I don't know at all. Because I think, and I don't think Liverpool think there's any point sending him out on loan either. Now, well, obviously you can't now, but <laughs> they, they, they wouldn't have considered that this summer as an option. No chance. But I think one thing with players like that is that they're good young players. I've got my hands at a certain level here, and then you got it around about James Pearce yeah, level, yeah, you? And yes. Then, yes. There go Keith. <laughs> and, then, and then Ben Woodburn players. No, Joe, that's Joe Rimmer. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, those players, someone like that, you get a, you get a young player like, let's just pick a player out of, out of uh, Liverpool's past, someone like Danny Pacheco, hmm. someone like that, a good young player. But they're 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 at a certain level. Ben would they wouldn't they wouldn't shoot in that situation. They would do the right thing and they would just get their head up and find a team like Ben but Ben is one of them who thinks I'm on the pitch because I'm as good as all these players whether it's Gareth Bale whether it's Aaron Ramsey Joe Allen whoever that's how they think and Ben will Ben will try something like that he will be in at the back post on his debut or his, his, you know, his second appearance for Liverpool's first team to, to belt one into the top corner because he, he doesn't think I'm a young player coming into this position he just thinks I'm a footballer coming into this position he's I've said it before on this pod, he's got the lot of him and he's going to have a career. Barring barring misfortune of injuries, he, mm. he's going to have a, a real good career, hopefully at Liverpool, but certainly at a, at a club of that level. Probably Real Madrid, the way he got a fail going on. <laughs> yeah. The, interesting thing, about, as well, the interesting thing about Ben Woodburn is, though, is what's his best position? Personally speaking, or is I don't that, think, just, is I that, don't, is that a that's the question. question is, because I don't think he knows, I don't think anybody knows, that's a sign of some a good player, but there will come a point Further down the line, where he left, where he has to be a number. I mean, you could he could easily play on the. I've seen him already this season and pre-season play on the left of a front three, the right of a front three, the the, 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 the fulcrum is like the eight, yeah. if you will. Yeah. To use Jurgen Klopp's uh, 
chat. And also at Wigan, bizarrely, he played as a six at some point. The, the, yeah, him, Wijnaldum, and I can't remember who the third um, midfielder was. He was taking turns in, in dropping deep and picking the ball up and Woodburn for the first 15, 20 was doing that. So he's obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting you'll see him as, as that deep line midfielder, but there's so many strings to his bow at the age of 17. It, it is frightening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it wasn't just his goal, was it? I mean, you saw some of his. Oh, he played he, in he, was, he was on for about 25, 25 minutes. He was back well, heels. Well, well, and, I mean, pre season with the past, the storage, wasn't it? Yeah. Bayern Munich? Yes, he was. Yes, yes. He's just, he, he's just a really good footballer at 17 years of age. And how exciting is that to, to say that, you know, you don't get you don't get many of them in a in a an era, if mm. you like. You don't get many of them where you think, you know what, I, I think it's a sure thing. And Liverpool actually Liverpool have got two. Yeah. Probably he's, he's, in, in the same batch. He seems to have this thing as well where we know we'll come on to another footballer in a minute about decision making. Um, and yeah. he tries certain things, like in that he was only on for twenty, twenty five minutes for Wales. He was doing back heels and flicks which normally you think, yeah, a kid comes on and he's yeah. trying to do these things. But he was doing them. Because it was the right thing to do yeah, at the time, definitely. which is that's unusual for yeah. for somebody that age to know. Yeah, you've got I mean, you can see, you can just see, just the way someone like Gareth Bale saw him. Footballers know, and Gareth mm. Bale when he came through, there was I bet Craig Bellamy and Ryan Giggs, people like that, saying, "Oh, Gareth Bale's going to be something." And you can see players know football. Footballers know instantly. And you you see Stephen Gerrard talk about Ben Woodburn. You see Robbie Fowler talk about him. I think there was a bit of foul in that finish from mm. the way he struck it. You know, that sort Dead of lift. Yeah, yeah, like like picking out the bottom corner. It was like it wasn't just I'm going to hit this. It seems to be going. Gonna, it seems to gain speed yeah, as yeah, well. Traveling. Yeah. I remember Fowler scoring a goal. Wasn't Villa, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Villa one. Yeah. Where it it, it, it was like when he hit it, he thought, "Oh, to go there," and then, and then it was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Now he's even better mm. over here. It was a ping. Yeah, he wouldn't have felt it off his foot. And he, he's just yeah. Look, we don't want to turn this into the was. Looking very stupid in five years when Ben Woodburn's on loan at late. Well, if we, we do enough of these pods, we are going to look stupid yeah. in five years, well, regardless. I, I, will, I will look stupid whatever year you can pay, really. <laughs> um, but he really is a good player, and I think we should um, we should be very excited about what's to come from him. And also, just very quickly, he's got one of the best setups there in terms of Jürgen Klopp. Yeah. As yeah. Any, it, it's, and Wales. And Wales. Yeah, yeah Wales. Fair, there's, yeah. There's, there's not real pressure, but. Yeah. Well, he'll be, he'll be liked. <laughs> ben Woodburn would be yeah. liked if he by for England, he'd be destroyed Wales within about a year. Like yeah. players, yeah. you know, if he was playing for England, he'd get one goal. Might he'd score a goal like that, and everyone go, oh, "Look at this player! He's going to be our savior for the next World Cup." He'd have a dodgy game against Liechtenstein or something. He'd be like, oh, he's, rubbish. he's overrated." <laughs> the media have hyped him up again. Ben Woodburn would be able to to flourish, I, I think, at international level because he'll get games and he'll get support. Now there was uh, another. New Liverpool player who featured, speaking of decision-making, the player who I was referencing there is Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Uh, we're recording this today after England beat Slovakia 2-1 to basically move within one win, I think, of getting to the to the World Cup. Oxlade-Chamberlain, you know, Liverpool fans have seen him over the last... They'll have seen him before, obviously, loads of times, but they've been paid more interest the last couple of games now that he's with Liverpool player. It seemed to be me last night, anyway, that he kind of showed why people were thinking, oh, why Liverpool spent £35 million on him, because he's got... Everything you could possibly want as a, a modern footballer is an athlete. He's fast, but and he's got skills. But he just seems to, certainly at the moment, not be able to pick out the right option often enough. And is that something that you imagine that Jurgen Klopp can and his coaching staff can drill into it? I think it's, and this is coming from an Oxley Chamberlain fan. I was, I was very much on his. I don't know. We all clash heads in yeah. a bit, me and yeah. <laughs> um, 
this comes from someone who, who is wants Liverpool to shine and throughout the summer. It that's why it's a thirty five million pound gamble. Mm. Because if you take what he is right now and what he was at Arsenal, even though he was a decent player at Arsenal over the past two, three seasons, thirty five million is a preposterous amount of money, especially with only one year left on his contract. The hope is that not only can Jurgen Klopp sort of make a put his magic dust on him, but he can also, you know, expunge the stench of Wenger. Because <laughs> well, 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 we that, know the headline yeah, of this podcast. I'll just make a note of this now. <laughs> yeah. I watched that. I watched that Liverpool Arsenal game, and I couldn't believe how many players who we've been told so many times are, are really good players were pathetic. Well, this might be this this might massively out of position. They were all Aaron Ramsey. All these players, when they go for their international clubs, for example, Azel. All right, it was only Norway, but he ran the show by all accounts last night. Ramsey is a is a more yeah. than good Ramsey midfielder. Ramsey in Euro 2016 was one of the best yeah. players in the yeah. tournament. He's absolutely brilliant. Sanchez was on, obviously he was half fit, but even he looked like he'd given up. That looks like a club that is has absolutely thrown in the towel for that football. Well, slightly odd with that. I, I was at uh, Chelsea against Everton on the, the day of the game, and it was only a couple of days ago that I saw the highlights, and they, they put the Arsenal team up, and I'm like, I'm gone. Yeah. Why is Monreal not yeah, playing yeah, left-back? Yeah. Why is Bellerin playing left? It's like when your like iPhone off, everybody gets was it all in. wrong, isn't and it? So yeah. Oxley Chamberlain was—I think he was playing right wing back, was he? Yeah, yeah. Bellerin was left wing back. He's never—you know—he's very, very rarely going to play there, if ever, at Liverpool, because we know he's. Yeah. Well, I know that Wenger quite fan- fancied him as he played in wing back and full back yeah. towards the end, towards the end of last season. Played really well in the yeah, played, Exactly, yeah. But he's not going to play there for Liverpool. He's, is he? he's not, and you know, Jurgen Klopp will not have bought him unless he's not got a design for him and. Whether that's his essential midfielder, which we're led to believe is, is one of the reasons he, he chose Liverpool over Chelsea, um, or whether he can operate in from three, which is you know, debatable given what he produced for England, but he, he can play there. Klopp will, Klopp will know how to get the best out of him. Or, or certainly, well, there's no doubt about that. Klopp will think he knows how to get the best out of him. It's whether he, that can then translate into Oxlade Chamberlain developing. I, I, I can't remember the last player. Wenger developed, to be honest. That, so that's why I, I wouldn't be too concerned about you. You watch a player there; it's almost like getting a twenty-year-old rather than a twenty-three-year-old because mm. that, it feels like that's yeah. off the stage. Exactly, he's only twenty-three, but in terms of football development, he's only about nineteen or twenty. Because I, I yeah. feel like he's, he's been on such a him and, and a fair few others like Bellerin uh, and, and Ramsey and, and players like that have been on such a, a plateau for the past couple of seasons that it's basically a fresh slate for him, and hopefully. There is that potential that's always been said that was there. I mean, a quick... Well, I'm not going to ask Neil about Oxford chairman because I think we did this the other day. A quick word instead on Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Uh, he now looks as though he's going to be the new England captain uh, with Wayne Rooney uh, now obviously retired from international football and keeping himself busy in the meantime. Um, we saw Henderson play against Slovakia. I actually thought he had a really good game. Yeah. You saw, and it's, interest, well, it's interesting is that he's doing... A lot of the stuff that I think Liverpool fans want to see him do, as in, he's playing more further forward, he's yeah. putting passes in, he's you know, stinging them around. A bit. Well, exactly, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's hard to look good in international football as a midfielder, really, because half the time you're playing against... If you, if you play well for England against Malta, people say it's just Malta. Hmm. So, basically, you've only really got two or three chances to look good, and it? Last night was actually one where he could because they were getting beat 1-0. They had to come back into it. They had to get control of the game. 
then when they got ahead, they had to keep control of it. I thought he did both quite well. You know, what what one thing is is a you'll never be you'll never be universally popular, Henderson. Even with Liverpool fans, you'll never be universally popular with England fans. Probably yeah, because of the type so. of player he is. Yeah, and I think also because some players that you just get a reputation early in the career, mm. and it becomes a, a thing, doesn't it? That that. You, you just said people say it, and England fans, England, sorry, have a lot of casual fans who don't watch Liverpool all the time. So they'll always have that, the, the pub, the pub bore. You'll go, Jordan Henderson, what he never passes forwards. You know, like like people say all the time. Oh, Darren, didn't well, he's always injured. Well, Darren then played six hundred games in his yeah. career, by the way. So he wasn't, but it's he was the, always known as an injured player. And that's what that's what you'll get. You'll get the the part time Premier League fan who'll go, oh, I don't like that Jordan Henderson. Yeah, oh no, he, he's not, he's no Steven Gerrard. No, he's not. Because he, who is? It's you know. like when I when I was growing up, Lee Dixon got this playing for Arsenal, playing for England. He played loads of games for England. He won loads of trophies with Arsenal, and yet people just thought he's absolutely hopeless. Which Neil might just nod his head and say, "Yeah, he actually was hopeless," but he wasn't. But I think Henderson, as Neil said, he he's in that bracket, isn't he? For whatever reason, and, and by I think by definition of of his role, you know, Deli Ali is the fact he's English. Also, that's counting against him. Yeah, his because... name's Brian. Never be popular. <laughs> Jordan Brian. That's mm. it. It's, it's, it's something. Brian from Family Guy is quite popular, yeah, yeah, although he's not real. Yeah. And also Brian Doc. Roy was, was pretty good. Yeah. Christian, sorry. I don't know. No, his name's Christian, not Brian. <laughs> and it's Life of Brian. Yeah. Is it? No. Really? <laughs> More exclusive on the Board yeah. podcast. <laughs> Tweet us with your middle names, by the way. Uh, James. Man, man, I was named after my middle name after James Pierce, obviously. Man, man's Christopher, which is named after Chris Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, there you go. I think if you, I think if you're Spanish, German, French, you may, maybe will get a little bit more, but I uh, more praise. But I just feel that it's in general, it's just the sort of position he plays. It's it's you've got Eli Ali there, and he'll always you know he's on the BT advert, and he's he's, he's lifting the middle finger to Carl <laughs> Walker yeah. slash the referee slash yeah. who knows allegedly uh, someone in the crowd. Surely. It's, it's got to be. Um, but you know he's he's quite a cool. He's got the little handshake with Harry Kane, and obviously Harry Kane. Little, out. have you seen it? Because I'm for about twenty minutes. Good time wasting technique can go one or uh, <laughs> <laughs> scored after one minute, it's like, oh, it's half time. <laughs> Harry Kane's obviously getting you know positions as the next Alan Shearer, sort of the, yeah. the darling of the England team. You've got you know Gary Kales, Gary Kale, and and, yeah. and it's all those sorts of players, and then you've just got the likes of Henderson and Livermore, and even well, Eric Dyer. Well, who Phil just... Jones is not one who's going to have that Jordan Henderson syndrome. He was really good last night, Phil Jones. And I, yeah. think, I think a lot of United fans will tell you he's been really good for a while. But well, Phil Jones will just be seen as a lump by a lot of a people. Lump I think it's because of, I'm going to say I think it's because of his face. <laughs> yeah, it's well, unfortunate, yeah, I mean, isn't it? One, yeah. And his name, you know, no one called Jones. Has Philippe, ever Philippe, 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 if his name was Philippe Jonas, yeah, say that he'd be. But, but Phil Jones is, is you know a decent enough player. Good Premier League level players played hundreds of games. Keeping now, out Victor Lindelof, yeah, oh, by the way, out of fear. Mourinho picks him in a, in a you know in a, a very defensively savvy man, manager picks him in, in his team. So Phil Jones and Jordan Henderson are players that will probably just be the, the what you term water carriers or the or the the, the ones who are the the, um, the carry the piano for, for the likes of Deli Ali and, and Marcus Rashford and Harry Kane to, to play, but. There's nothing wrong with that at international football. You know how many times we talk about Liverpool, uh, Liverpool, England having great players and not being able to do it because he didn't have people like that really to to 
allow the others to flourish. Or, or, or they probably did have them, and the manager was yeah, never inclined to pick him because yeah, he didn't yeah, want you know, to. You think upset. of someone like you know, Michael Carrick for years, wasn't it? It was always the Gerard Lampard debate, and people always said, well, what if you put a Michael Carrick in between them and, and said to both of them, mm. go and shoot from 20 yards into the, into the top corner? Might have Lampard's would have been better. deflected. <laughs> well, yeah, they'd gone in, though. Yeah, <laughs> they all count. They all count. Yeah. Uh, a couple of final things before we finish. One is the Champions League squad's been announced. Coutinho, obviously, in it. But, Christian, you wrote it yesterday. No climb. Now, we haven't, seen, we haven't seen him since the Tramier game, which was in July. July so it's two, yeah, nearly two yeah, months yeah. ago. And he's got a... Was it... It was originally a thigh injury, was it? Or oh, no, it's back. Combination of back and hamstring. That's it, which... If you it's just basically his lower, lower region. Yeah. You know, it's just sort of anything below the waist. Um, it's interesting because... Jürgen spoke about it before the Crystal Palace game and he was very, very coy over it. You could tell that. Whereas, at first he was out of the Watford game, wasn't he? And then it got to Palace and I think the question was, well, you know, when, when's Clyde coming back? And he was basically pretty much like, I don't know. Yeah. And, I, and mm. something had clearly happened in between that week from he's out of the Watford game, you know, and that normally sort of, oh, but he, you know, that, that, that insinuates but he'll probably be back for Hoffenheim to... A week later, I, I don't know when he'll be well, back. What he should do is put him in the Brazil squad and see. Get him on the plane. Get him on the plane. Just send. Do you know what I mean? The Brazil squad. Just send him on a plane to South America yeah. and get him back. He'll be get fine. Get that Brazil doctor to have a look. So there's there's a couple of, there's a couple of theories, isn't there, about what what why he's been a misses. And number one is he's out until they, they just know that he's out indefinitely. There's no time scale. He's he's actually he's out for two or three months. Um, but so therefore it's not worth risking. Another suggestion is that potentially it's something that I suppose we'll have to look into today, but the the idea of quotas, there's a lot of rules that you've also got to tick in squads and it's not necessarily that he's out for a prolonged period of time, but I think I think it's fair to say that he, he is he, well, he is, well, he is the he's an Eng, the England international first choice right back really. Well, well, it's well, close to being yeah. first choice. Anyway, he's always in the squad. Yeah, but if they, have to, get, the if they have to get rid of one England player, for example, you know, if that's if that's a rule because of the, the squad size, if they have to get rid of one English player, you get rid of the one who is out yeah. the longest and he can that, play the fewest positions and the fewest positions. That's not that's not to say that he's out. He's not out for a while. It's just to say that he might necessarily be out until Christmas, as people are speculating. What it does mean, though, is that certainly for the foreseeable future, the final climb won't be available. Because he would be in the squad if that was the case, and it means that you've got Trent Alexander Arnold and Joe Gomez as, as the right back options. Could also, what it could also mean is that Liverpool believe that this injury will need managing when he comes back. So the yeah. idea of him playing two games in a week isn't likely to start with. So they're prior. They're saying, well, we'd rather have Nathaniel Klein available for the Premier League, and we'll just say. When you when you back, whether it's October, November, December, you're just going to be a Premier League player playing one game a week. It's also a big thumbs up for both Trent Alexander-Arnold and Joe Gomez, yeah. though, because obviously that's Klopp saying, well, we don't have to risk him because yeah. we've got these two options. Yeah, exactly. Well, if that if this had been last season, if Liverpool had had the same squad as last James season, Milner. it would have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well. I suppose yeah, Flanagan can still play right back. Alexander-Arnold would have been, but Flanagan was out low last season, so there was. I don't know who would who would have covered for Nathaniel Klein last season. It would have been Trent. Obviously, it was Trent towards the back end, but it would have been a 17, 18 year old Trent Alexander Arnold, very untried. Now he's a you know free kick taking Trent Alexander Arnold, who not just Andy Kelly is a fan of. Indeed. Although um, I would say 
I, I'd imagine Trent would start over Klein anyway, to be honest. Certainly. You think so? Yeah, you think so? I think so. You still, I'm, I'm not. Still no, I'm Klein off a bit too yeah, early. I think I, I, a very good player. I concur with Neil here. You know, you, you don't want, in certain games, you don't want your left back to be Alberto Moreno and your right back to be, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a kid. Yeah. I, think, I think that's two areas mm. you can target. Whereas I think, I think Trent. Uh, Trent Trent Alexander Klein. Trent <laughs> Alexander Gomez. He's still someone I think who was seen as a very solid hand. As, and in, as a right in, back. in the Premier League squad, Lazar Markovic? Yeah, good on him. Well, are, are we happy with that? Do we feel as though that's just reward for his uh, efforts in, in pre season? With that, that 45 that, minutes against Tramir? Yeah. It's, it's a bizarre one, isn't it? Because I, of all the times you use him, surely you used him last January when Liverpool didn't have any wingers or anyone who could run. That seemed like the, the the time when Mane was out in, to the Africa Cup of Nations and Liverpool had to had to play like Lalana out wide and sure Firmino and and it just all was so it basically cost Liverpool a a trophy and b a, a title challenge for me. Surely that's the point where you where you look at Markovic. So the, the, but by all accounts they were. They did, they did look they, at him. They looked at him. They looked at him and They looked at him come back from Lisbon and send them to Hull. So. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, is it just the case of he might need it at some point? Go on then. I'd, I'd, yeah. I, I'd be surprised if we saw him. I think it's way just they, yeah. they had the, they had the ability to do it. So League why not? Cup. Yeah, League Cup or, or injury crisis scenario where you you say, I mean, that's how how, how sad is that to say about Lazar Markovic? You know, twenty million pounds signing. Liverpool just just viewing him as we may as well put him on the list because we've got a space. You know, like we you know we, maybe the Saw him that day at Melbourne and he walked past you know, stick him on. This, you know, this, it's just it's bizarre. That that signing will go down. I, you know, Ballot, there's more high profile flops, Balotelli and Carroll money wise Carroll a flop? I think so. He's tens of the money. If you, what you got if, you, if, you, if he signed for fifteen million then yeah, he, he was loaned out. Yeah. You know, Andy Sign was loaned out. Balotelli, you know, others you could you could throw in maybe Benteke he wasn't necessarily a flop but he, he didn't mm. do what he did. Well, Lazar Markovic will go down as one of the craziest signings of Liverpool. They, they give him a season and, and then loaned him out for three. Now he was oh, signed, he was signed under the reign of Brendan Rodgers, uh, Christian. Oh, Segway, that's great, 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 great. <laughs> way I don't think Brendan Rodgers signs him. Okay, I said under the reign. I said under the reign of him. Anyway, and you know what's coming, uh, Brendy, as he's affectionately known by us, he um, has spoken this week. Regarding the differences between amongst many things, there are difference between Celtic and Liverpool. And what has he said, Christian? What's he said? That you can get away with drawing away from home with Liverpool, but you can't do that with Celtic. Now, bearing in mind he's probably looking at the Scottish League going, if I don't win at Hamilton or whoever on earth is in the top flight at the moment, then that's seen as a not a great thing. Whereas if Liverpool go to Stamford Bridge and Old Trafford, the Etihad Get a so, point. So that's that's, that's fun, decent. Because he's basically just playing solitaire up in in, in, <laughs> in Scotland and thinking, well, how can I make it better than last season? Well, the only way I can do it now is I win eleven nil at uh, wherever, or, or that I don't drop a single goal in in the month of between the months of, of August and January. Let's let's have a go. At, like, like he's like, setting himself little targets. He's like, he's basically. Doing like, like little FIFA challenges. Yeah. Really, like, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to play with nine today. <laughs> And we, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Do you reckon they'll deal with some just sneak players or, off? Or if anyone you know, notices, right, it's just three players on the pitch, we're still winning. Give them a two 0 lead, and we'll we'll try and win the game in the last fifteen. That's that, 
they're, they're the things. I know what he means. Well, he's, he's actually right. He's been, he's he's been taken out of context. Yeah, he's been he? yeah. saying right, but as, as did you take it out of context? Happened. No, I, I reported those quotes wholeheartedly. Normally, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, in good faith, in good faith. Yeah. Times he's done that. I know, yeah, it's, and that brings us nicely back to uh, where we were talking earlier about you being a journalist and being a reporter. You've done the job well there, Christian. Thank you. Right, that's I right. <laughs> that will do us for today. Uh, join us later this week where we will look ahead to Liverpool's trip to Manchester City where Philip Coutinho may or may not be playing. Cheerio.